This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning, good morning. Ain't it a great morning outside if you like snow and ice? Hey, y'all, I'm Horticulture's Felder Rushing, and welcome to our garden party. Mississippi Public Broadcast and Weekly Broadcast, we call the Gestalt Gardener, and I'm your host, Horticulture Felder Rushing. We got a guy named Java who's going to be joining us for the next, uh, who knows, years and years and years. We'll talk about that later, but for the next hour or so, we're going to have fun talking about gardening. Coming up today's first garden party of the year, I'm going to give you a heads up on some things you can be doing in your own somewhat miserable southern winter garden. Share a few interesting emails. Talk up some events you want to uh, uh, share, but mainly it's going to be live. We're going to be talking about gardening, even though it's a miserable winter weekend. We're going to be talking about gardening. Lots of stuff you can do, so sit back, folks. Join us. We can take a few minutes of news and come back talking about informal gardening here on Mississippi Public Broadcast, and we'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okay, well, folks, welcome back again. Horticulture's fellow rushing. This is our first broadcast of the season because the past couple were holidays. And I'd like to introduce our new producer, Java Chapman. Hey, Java, how are you, man? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? Fine. Born and raised in Jackson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, you went to Murrah High School. My boy went to, to Murrah High School. Y'all yeah. may have had classes together. I think we have. I just, uh, you know, been a while, been a while. Yeah, you were in the APAC program, and he was too. And uh, we find, we're trying to find out stuff we got in common. You play saxophone in the band. Yeah, I, I play did. trombone in the band. Yeah, but it was a long time ago, so if we used to start a band, <laughs> it probably wouldn't be that good. That's okay. We're going to be talking about garden today. Welcome, man. Welcome. Glad Look to be to here. Glad with. to be here. And listen, a phone call has come pouring in, so this could be great. Uh, folks, we're going to be talking about gardening, and there's some uh, got this a live program on Friday. If you're listening on Saturday, it's a rebroadcast. But you can always, if you can't call in on Friday, you can always email anytime garden at mpbonline.org. And I uh, got a few things to chat about, some things coming up, interesting events and all, and uh, some things to share. Snowing outside in Jackson, hail, and uh, the roads are slicking over real bad. I was out driving, dropping my dog off at the vet, and uh, they may even shut some roads down. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's not going to be a great day for getting out and about, but we got plenty of stuff we can talk about, stuff you can do. But we're going to start out by going to Richland and talk to Bird. Hey, Bird, good morning, sir. Hey, or, how you guys doing? So far, so good. You might be cut off from Jackson. They might be shutting the interstate down soon. Yeah, I got to squeeze through down across 80 down Florida Drive. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, why can't I help you this morning, sir, Bird? Well, uh... I drive back and forth to work every day, and I see this, these two little persimmon trees. And uh-huh. now they've got uh, markers that are going to cut them down. So I was wondering if there's a way to, you know, a service that could maybe move the tree, or is there a way to clip a section off the tree in order to clone it or replant it? Well, that's a really good idea. It's a good, it's a good thought, too. But uh, it, the answer your question, they don't root very well. A lot of trees don't root like shrubs, so you'd have to move it. And if it, you, these are big enough to have persimmons, right? I'm sorry? They already got persimmons on them. 
They, they did. Yeah. Well, that means they're at least seven or eight years old and probably too big to move. Uh, I used to oh, move okay. trees a long time. And also, Bird, here's here's the deal. Uh, native persimmons, the wild ones out there, they're separate male and female. So those who got berries, they, they got the persimmons on, those are females. And if, even if you could get one to live, you'd have to get a male also and plant it by beside it so it could pollinate and get persimmons. So. You know, you'd have to to get, you know, one with persimmons and one nearby that looks like it that doesn't have persimmon. A lot of trouble. I guess those two sit next to each other, a mom and dad tree, I guess. Yeah, mom and dad or, you know, whatever. You know, it's a new day out there. But anyway, the main thing is separate male and female. Uh, We had, when I was growing up in uh, Richland Middle School, we had uh, full-grown, two full-grown persimmon trees on the playground. Did they? Yeah. Did they have the, the the ones you can sort of uh, you put your fingers around them? They weren't those great big Japanese persimmons, were they? They were about the size of a, uh, of a small plum. Yeah, yeah. Those those are native ones. Well, they were getting pollen from somewhere. It might have been a male stuck up in there, and you don't notice it because in the wintertime it doesn't have le- uh, leaves on it. And you know, in other words, it might have just looked like a, a a branch of the whole thing that didn't have persimmons. But got to have them both pretty close to each other. So anyway, yeah, good idea, they- but. We have to cut. They're real good, but uh, you don't want to get a hold of the not right one. That's right. Well, listen, man. If you decide you want a persimmon, uh, go go to a garden center that sells fruit trees and get what they call a Japanese persimmon. They're small trees, and the fruits are about the size of a of a tennis ball, and they don't ever get astringent. You can eat them right out of your hand. So, all righty, we're going to move on to another phone call down here. This is a this is a long distance phone call from Alexandria, Virginia. This wouldn't be Joe Nasty, would it? As a matter of fact, it is. <laughs> Jonas, meet Java. Java, meet Jonas. How you doing, sir? <laughs> How you doing, sir? Doing well. All righty, you Jonas. We miss you, man. I mean, Java's doing fine. He's a big guy too, so I can't talk back to him. <laughs> So well, as long as he makes you sound tall and smart, you'll be all right. So you you've moved uh, the wife and the kids to uh, just outside of Washington D.C. By the way, Alexander, Virginia, is where the headquarters of the American Horticulture Society is, right down the uh, uh, down that the uh, George Washington Parkway. Oh really? I'll drop in and tell them you said hi. I'm sure oh well, you know I've, I've been I've been a board member for a long time. I didn't talk much about it, but how you doing? Is it snowing there? You know what? It's not. We had a few flurries yesterday, and uh, we're supposed to get a few inches tomorrow. But that was another reason why I wanted to call in, because I heard you guys get hit pretty hard up there. Well, it's not hard so far. You know, Jackson, they're shutting the interstates down, but you know how we do. We don't have any ice. and yeah, you know, snowflakes, and they'll shut the interstate down. So. Yeah. I mean, Java, when was the last time you remembered a lot of snow in Jackson? The last time I remember a lot of snow, or playing in snow, oof, that was a while ago, uh, 2008, nine, something like that. Yeah, and you know, and it lasted what two days? Just maybe about thirty minutes before the sun came out. Hey, Jonas, uh, you, you're not coming back, are you? I will be back at the end of February. Okay, so so we we can we can whoop it up a little bit then. Well, let me ask you this: until then, give me three things that I need to know about Java. Three things that you need to know about Java. Keep Watch yourself, them, Jonas. Keep them, keep them clean. Keep them clean. <laughs> Um, he's one of the coolest people that you'll meet. That's number one. And, um, number two, um, refer back to number one and number three, refer back to number two. Okay. Any tips on how he should handle me coming in late at the last minute in my cheesy music? Oh yeah. Now we're cooking. So, Mr. Java, (laughs) 
I'm here. I'm pop in at about one or two minutes before the show starts. Don't panic. He might spill his coffee in the room. Don't panic about that either. It'll be fine. He might bring a plant with a lot of dirt on it. Don't worry about that. Buttons. Tell, tell him about me and pushing buttons. Oh, yeah. He's definitely not going to press the right buttons at all. <laughs> so when he presses line one and says hello, he might actually be pressing line three. It's so just stay on my so stay on my toes. What was that? So just stay on my toes with uh, Felder. Absolutely, and we'll have this whole conversation again when he flies to London. Okay, <laughs> and, and and by the way, Jonas, I already told him that if he cuts little old ladies off halfway through their talk, they're they're going to come in and kick both of our butts. That's definitely true. The, the ladies that call in to talk about their bougainvilleas, let them talk. <laughs> the booga who? Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. You'll learn about it in a second. I don't know how to spell it yet either. I just know how to pronounce it a little bit. Well, listen, Jonas, man, come back and see us. You can stay at my place if you need to, okay? Now, see, that's a bit. All right. i got to go check in on Rusty. Yeah, going? Rusty's not doing too good. I took him to the vet today. My old dog, uh, uh, Java, I've got a 14-year-old Spaniel, and okay. uh, he's his, his rear end is shot, and he's not it's doing too good. But, you know, that's the okay. way life is. Well, listen, man, we got to get back some of these phone calls, Jonas. You're eating into our work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people are trying to figure out what they can do in the snow in the garden. <laughs> Don't see you now that you, you know you're a thousand miles away. You can be sarcastic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> see you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you, Jonas. Miss you guys a lot. You guys have fun. Take care of Java. Java, take care of Felder. So hug, you all right. Tell hug, everybody, MPB, I say hello and hug your boys. There you go. All righty, Jonas Adams. We're going to miss him, but, you know, Java, we're going to have a good time. We're going to kick it off by going to Mabin. Let's do it. Talk to Richard. Hey, Richard, good morning, sir. Good morning. What's up? Uh, I'm in Mabin, which is about the intersection of Natchez Trace and 82. Been there. Been there through the back way. It's already beginning to accumulate on the roads. Okay, yeah. When's a good time to transplant? Spider lilies. Okay, are they in your yard or somebody else's? No, somebody else's. Okay, first of all, we need to make sure they're not home. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, it'd be great if you had permission. But uh, you know how right yeah, I, I, Anyway, go ahead. Okay, you know how right now they look like clumps of monkey grass with stripes down the middle. Uh-huh. Okay, if you move them now, you might be able to get away with it if you dig them and move a whole clump without separating them. But if you want to right. dig them up and separate them, what I would do is I would mark the ones that you like, the you know, the nice-sized clumps, and wait until next year when the leaves die down or they get cut down. Because right now okay. they, they they got all sorts of roots, and they're, 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 they're getting their energy for next fall's flowers. And if you dig them up now and separate them, they might skip a year. So it'll be 2018. It'll be 2018 before they bloom again. So best time is right when they're in bloom when you know where they are. Second best time is when the leaves start to turn yellow in the spring. Okay. But if you got if you if you got to snag them, dig clumps. Don't don't break uh, them up. They're, they're in the park. I'm kind of like the unofficial park t- attendant. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to move them out of the just the open area yeah. up, uh, up closer to the trees so yeah. they don't get just mowed off all the time. Yeah, they'll do fine. If you if you could wait till they start to die down in spring. Yeah, all right. Thanks a lot. All right, appreciate it, Richard. Stay warm. Mm-hmm. No. 
All righty, folks, a couple of other things we're going to, but first of all, welcome to January. You know, a lot of people don't don't realize that January is, uh, you know, right in the middle of the year to people who are born in the summertime. So it's not, you know, sort of weird thing, but there's a couple of things that they celebrate this month. For one thing, and it's very appropriate this weekend, January is National Soup Month. If you like to make some chili or some beef stew or vegetable stew, you'd be celebrating the National Soup Month. But also, it's National Mail Order Gardening Month. Those of you who like to peruse catalogs, whether it's online or, uh, or or you get the catalogs in, however you like to do it, this is a great time to, to go online, check out some of your favorite online uh, companies, bulb companies, fruit companies, uh, rose companies, places that have things that you can't get locally. This is a great time to not only look at their stuff to sort of brighten up a dreary winter day, but also a good time to order stuff because they're shipping and they'll get here before it gets too hot in the summer. I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing. This is the Gestalt Gardener. My producer is Sir Java Chapman. And we're going to be Chapman. Yes, sir. That's right. Chapman. All righty. All righty. And we're going to take a little bit of a break, a couple of minutes, come back with your phone calls here live on Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Garden Party, the Gestalt Gardener. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okay, doke folks, welcome back again. Horticulture's fell to rushing, and we're going to be talking about gardening. Got some lines open right now, and I know some of you are hunkered down, not sure what to do, but I got a suggestion. Uh, a couple of things is container gardening. I've got a an article in today's Clarion Ledger. If you go to clarionledger.com and uh, just Google my name or something like that. Anyway, it's an article about plants that will grow indoors with practically no care at all. They'll grow in ashtrays on top of a television. We're talking about the old mother-in-law tongue. Some people call it Sansevera. And I have an article about the dozen or, or so different kinds that I've gotten. And a few other plants that like the low light, the low humidity, and only need water in every month or two at the most. So uh, I, I grow these kind of plants because I'm lazy, I'm busy, I'm gone a lot. And plants that need a lot of care and coddling just aren't going to make it. So anyway, if you want to give me a call and talk about that kind of stuff, the toll-free number is one eight seven seven mpb ring uh, I also want to throw out that today I brought in a flower. Now, Java, I got you to smell this thing, didn't I? You did, you did. And uh, I asked you to smell good or like cat pee, <laughs> and you, you sort of pulled your punches on that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I went on the good side. I, I say it smells good. Well, it smells good to me. But uh, now, uh, you know, Ronnie, our the executive director here at MPB, he said it smelled like cat pee. Well, I don't know what's up with his nose this morning. <laughs> so you know, he's the boss, so we're going to just smile. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is the type of daffodil called paper white, paper white narcissus. The Latin name is Narcissus tazetta, and uh, they're the ones that have clusters of white flowers. They're intensely fragrant. And uh, they bloom real early. As a matter of fact, those of you who are kind of stuck in for the wintertime, if you go to a garden center and get one, two, three, that's plenty, bulbs of paper white narcissus, 
put them in some water, the water just touching the bottom of the bulb, a little gravel to hold them upright. They will bloom within three or four weeks indoors. So it's a good wintertime activity for you, for kids, for people who don't get out much, even for the office, especially if you got people who don't like the way cats <laughs> smell. <laughs> because, I mean, it's real strong whether you like it or not. One way or the other, you, yeah, you, get, you get a fragrance. Well, these particular bulbs, uh, your parents are still alive, right, Java? Yes, sir. They live in Jackson? They do. Okay, are they gardeners? Not really. My dad, he tries to do a little something. Who, who mows his grass, you or him? Oh, he does. Okay. He has a nice little riding thing, so he, he doesn't mind. I love it. Strap yourself on a ride mower, grab a beer, and let's go. There we go. <laughs> but anyway, these particular bulbs came from my great-grandmother's garden. They were before I was born, and I moved them to my yard. They come up every January and bloom. Okay, that's nice right there. Yeah. Sound like Kevin's in there taking some phone calls, so let's let's knock this one out up in Memphis. Hey, Tammy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. What's up? Well, I had a question. Um, I have a well-established anise shrub. Uh-huh. And it took a hit this summer. It was really hot, but uh, it's held up and did okay. The rest of the bush looks really good, but I have the tallest uh, leader limb, whatever you want to say on it. Uh-huh. The, the leaves on that limb are staying wilted. Yeah. Um, just really started noticing that this past month. And should I go ahead and cut that one out? Yeah. Or have I got a disease starting? Well, it, it's hard to say, but, uh, you know, we had, first of all, a really wet spring a year ago, which causes a lot of roots to be shallow. Deep roots simply rot. And then we had a really hot, dry summer. And plants that, that that needed those deep roots, sometimes they suffered and got pushed over the edge. Sometimes people water a lot to compensate, which can actually rot more roots. So there's no telling what the cause is, but the, the solution is the same thing. Just cut out the stuff that doesn't look good. Okay. And, you know, and, and we'll see how it does. This has a whole bunch of branches, though, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and... You know, the rest of it's not showing that problem. That's why I wanted to see if I needed to give it a little more time or just go ahead and yeah. maybe stop something else happening. Now, so. when you say anise, we talking about Florida anise with the sort of burgundy flowers, or what are we talking about? Well, I've been told it's an anise. It's an old rhododendron uh, that I received as a gift, and it's about 15 years old, and it's really done well where it's at. What, what uh, kind of flowers does it have? It's the small, very delicate-looking little burgundy uh, Crimson. Yeah, that's Florida anise. Okay. If you want to look at a Florida anise, okay. and uh, it'll grow okay in Memphis, but you know it's, it really doesn't like, and it's native to the southeast. See, right. so the main thing is if you can give it a good soaking at least once a month during drought. Right. You know, any more than every couple of weeks or so is going to cause problems. Let's just prune. You know, there's they've got some good ones there at uh, at the uh, uh, at the botanical garden, and okay. they they prune them like just regular shrubs every now and then after they get through blooming. Oh, okay. This one's really held on and done well, and it smells wonderful. Well, as old as it is, you may want to, this spring, after it gets through blooming, cut some of the branches back about a third or halfway to sort of let it start replacing itself, if that makes sense. Okay. All righty. Well, thanks. Stay warm. You too. All right, we got some cheesy music coming up, and let's go down to Ocean Springs from Memphis to the Gulf Coast. Hey, Jeanette, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Well, I have some merlitons, um, amazing squash that was very prolific. Yeah. Um, I think we got over 400 Ouch. merlitons, but I'm trying to what think of them. First of all, who needs that many? Right. Come on. 
Share them with some people. That's a way to preserve <laughs> we are, it. We are. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, they're they're kind of hard to preserve, but here here's a trick that I've seen, and it's not as bad on the Gulf Coast, but you know, further north they have to to go to great lengths. You can take them and believe it or not, wrap them individually in cooking foil, tin foil, just just lightly. And what that okay. it, what that does is it doesn't cause them to steam themselves like plastic would, uh, but it, it it keeps them from from evaporating quite so much. I know I'm using really weird words, but uh, I've never tried to preserve them. But I've heard you can wrap them lightly in tinfoil, and uh, and and they can make it. Luckily, you know we're only about oh two and a half months from when you can plant them. Believe it right. or not, they're sprouting all over the place. We tried um, newspaper, you know, put some in the fridge, and just all different other ways to preserve them. Well, I tell you what, because I haven't done this personally, it's just secondhand, actually thirdhand, uh, I've heard this. Uh, stay tuned, maybe somebody help us out, or if you would, shoot me an email, because this is a chance for me to learn something I can share with you. All right, thank you. Let's let's do it that way, uh, uh, Jeanette. Appreciate it. I hope you get some nice weather. Thank you very much. All righty, folks, anybody know how to, to uh, save merlitons that are already starting to sprout in uh I don't know, Java. Do you even know what a merliton is? It's a weird little vegetable. I will say I do not know what a merliton is. It grows like a vine, like kudzu, um, and it has these look like pears in the fall. And you bite into them; they taste like a glass of water. Okay, <laughs> so they may be good for you, or maybe not. Well, they're good for scooping out and adding a bunch of stuff to it. You know, okay. so they're like sort of like uh, the white bread version of the vegetable world. Now that's something I can get with. I can get with. <laughs> Let's go down to Mobile and see what's going on with Linda. Good morning. Howdy. Hello. Hello, Linda. What's going on? Well, I am in Mobile, Alabama, and I have a beautiful sycamore tree. Mm. It must be 70 years old. Ooh, big I one. I have next to it, maybe 15 feet away, is a huge pine tree, mm-hmm. longleaf pine. And then maybe 10 feet from those two mass- massive trees. It's my concrete patio that, you know, is part of my downstairs. Is it breaking I up yet? Get there. And these roots are right now on top of the ground, all in that area yeah. of about maybe a 30-foot area. And the right. roots are just everywhere. I just right. wondered, can I dig them up now that it's wintertime well, and not hurt those trees? Well, first of all, you, you really shouldn't dig up those roots on top of the ground. The reason they're on top of the ground because they can't breathe down deep. Roots can grow where they get both water and air. And then a heavy soil or a soil, soil that stays wet, they stay real shallow. So if you stick your arms straight out and wiggle them, uh, wiggle your fingers, you're seeing the upper arms and the shoulders of those trees, maybe down okay. to the elbows. And if you cut those, you could cut off all those wiggly fingers out there. So yeah. what I would do, this the most I would do, Linda, is uh, if, it's, if, if it's worth it to you, get somebody to rent one of these, what they call a ditch witch. It, it's a, like a, a chainsaw that digs ditches. Gotcha. And go along, go along right outside your patio, between the patio and the trees, within oh two or three feet of it, and just have them dig a ditch straight down. That'll cut off the roots growing under your patio and leave the rest of them intact. Okay. And the ones on top of the ground, that's what, in Mobile, that's what aspidistra is made for. That's what monkey grass, because roots on, on top of the ground are just part of a mature tree. Okay. So I can. I did, you know, when we moved there 20 years ago, built that house? Uh-huh. 
You didn't see those big roots, and I had grass there growing. Yeah. Green grass, seed, or Augustine, or whatever. You know, so now it's 20 years later, and here these roots are, and the trees are beautiful. You so. know, 20 years later, I didn't have white hair growing out of the rims of my ears, but I do too. That's just part of getting old in your trees, and we need to celebrate it. I know. That would never hurt those trees well, in any way. It, w- it wouldn't hurt Thank them to, to have somebody dig down a foot, a foot and a half or so, uh, two or three feet out from your patio, but that's all I would do. Okay, thank you for oh, that. Appreciate and thank you for everything. That's you bet. My you pleasure. All of us that we thank don't you. know really what we're doing half the time. Thank you. Thank you. J- Java, you didn't believe I said that about the hair on my ears, did you? Well, with time, you do get different things happen to your body. <laughs> Let's take one more phone call before we go on the cheesy music. Let's go up to Memphis and talk to Dale. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Felder. How are you? I'm fine. This isn't the Dale, is it? This is the Dale. It's a beautiful day at the Dixon Gallery and Gardens, and we're open today. And, 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 and you know, and you've got, I got a call a while ago about Florida anise. You've got Florida anise growing at the Dixon Gardens, don't you? We have a lot of Florida anise at the Dixon Gardens. It's a wonderful shrub. The flowers stink, but the anise is really nice. <laughs> Speaking of stinking flowers, I've got some paper white narcissus. Do you think they smell good or like cat pee? You know, I, I, I have an aversion to paper whites after growing greenhouses full of them. You know, we have an <laughs> annual fundraiser every year where we sell a lot of paper whites. So. Well, what's going on with the Dixon today? I, you know, it, they say it might snow there, but heck, that's just, you know, as long as people watch your step, that's some beautiful photography. Some of your sculptures out there would be fantastic. Yeah, everything looks beautiful in the snow. It's a, it's a great time to visit the Dixon. And uh, yesterday we finished planting our spring flowering bulbs. We were a little late this year. We had a, 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 a wild wild fall, and uh, uh, we didn't get our first bulb in the ground until the 21st of November. I planted and, some uh, yesterday myself. I had to move some flagstone. I transplanted some that were rooted up about six inches, but they should be fine. So you got snow today, right? Yeah, we planted about 230,000 spring flowering bulbs, so it's going to be quite the show in the spring. I hope to get you up there. You know, I, I love it. You have literally rivers of bulbs blooming out there. Rivers of bulbs, but also your native plant garden, the one the southeast native, uh, is just is 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 masterful. So it's snowing in Memphis, right? It's snowing in Memphis. We've got a good snow cover, and it's still coming down. And so. if you if people want to get some if particular garden photographers, this would be the day to go to Dixon. There's some amazing photography at the Dixon today for sure. Well, listen, come down and see me sometime, Dale. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, uh, I got a note uh, over the summer that. Uh, 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 English girl and a long-haired country boy from Jackson came by to visit. Did they tell you that we, that we re- rearranged stuff on your desk? <laughs> I, I, I noticed that, but it's hard to tell. You've seen my desk. It's, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, all right, man. Listen, we got Scoot Dale. Good to hear from you, man. I hope you get a lot of folks today. I wish I could make it up there myself because I know it's beautiful, the sculptures and the wonderful plants. Let's catch up soon, Felder. All righty. Bye-bye. Folks, that was Dale Skaggs. I wasn't expecting that. Dale is the uh, direct horticulture director at Dixon uh, Galleries and Gardens, right across the Botanic Garden. Fantastic. So, anyway, Java, I think we can do some some cheesy music. Um, we can get into it, but your selection today—I don't know what your definition of cheesy music is—but this is a jam. All righty, well, <laughs> folks, we're going to take just a little bit of a break and come back. We've got a, a call from Louisiana. Our lines are open, one eight seven seven mpb ring A little bit of music to celebrate this kind of uh, just life. And then we'll be back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Bar!
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back again. Horticulture's fellow Russian. Before we get into these phone calls, let me throw this out. There's been a big change in one of the major master gardener groups in the state. Now, this is the group that has a meeting, educational meeting every month, but they moved it from Tuesday to Monday now. I'm thinking, whatever. But anyway, this coming Monday, January the 9th at 6, 6 p.m., the Kapaya County Extension Service, the Master Garden, is going to have a program. They moved from Tuesday to Monday, and uh, it's there at the Kapaya County Extension Service office at the fairgrounds. Uh, it's at exit 65 off of Interstate 55. Uh, either way, Kapaya County Master Garden, their program starting at 6 o'clock on Monday, January the 9th, is going to be about camellias. Matter of fact, they've got a really cool guy, Homer Richardson. He's with the Brookhaven Camellia Society. He's been doing this a long time. He's going to talk about different kinds of camellias, how to grow them. And we're talking about a flower that blooms in the winter. My friends in Minnesota have undulating mounds in the snow. We've got camellia sasanquas in full bloom right now. We're about to have camellia japonicas. All about growing camellias. Really cool stuff by a real expert, Homer Richardson. So again, Monday, January the 9th, 6 o'clock at the Kapai County Extension Office at the fairgrounds, exit 65. Look forward to, uh, to to hearing some of y'all's experience. This is what Master Gardeners are supposed to do. They're supposed to teach gardening to the public. And the f- folks at Kapai County doing it as well or better than anybody. Really appreciate that. Now let's go down to Covington, Louisiana. Polly, I really appreciate you hanging on so long. What's up, lady? Oh, I just wanted to call and make a comment on your paper white. Keep it clean. I, I, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> My mother used to call the scent sweet manure. Huh. Have you I, ever heard that? I haven't. But, you know, let me see. Let me get a... Uh, take, nope. Take I'll, I sm- no, I'm, I'm, I've grew some. I've got two, four. I've got about a dozen blooms on this one stalk, which, by the way, this stem has been cut for a week now in a vase of water. still blooming. Oh. Still, but uh, not. I haven't heard it called sweet manure. Cat pee, yeah. <laughs> But uh, and, and, and personally, I, I think it smells wonderful. Uh, my, I love it. I love it. It reminds me of home. Well, see, my great-grandmother grew a lot of bulbs. She grew 300-plus uh, different kinds of daffodils. And the ones that always bloomed the earliest, sometimes for uh, in December, the paper whites, and then the real fragrant little yellow jonquils. Right. Really, right. really fragrant. So, uh, oh, well, I just wanted to to share that with you. It made me think of home. I wish I wish I had a vase of them right here, right now. Go to a garden <laughs> center, get your handful of bulbs, and grow your own, Polly. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Love your show. Appreciate. It. Thanks for being part of it. And, okay. Bye bye. Okay. Now we're going to go to Ridgeland. Hey, Sylvia. Good morning. Good morning, Felder. How well, are you? Thanks for taking my call. I well, love your show. I'm just glad I'm, to be inside. Oh, I know. I am going to ask this question, and I'd like to hang up and listen to your answer, if that's okay. I'll give it a shot. I have a package of yellow daffodils that I picked up at a local store, oh, several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I realized the 1st of January that, oh, my God, I should have planted these already. But you mentioned to a previous caller something about daffodils a white daffodil i believe you said but you said uh it's not too late well you said that if they planted it in water 
it would bloom in January. Well, I'm wondering, is it too late to plant this? I, I know it's too cold outside probably, but could I do the same thing with this yellow packet of daffodils in, in a pot inside? No. Don't hang up because I want to, I, I want to explain. Uh, the ones called paper whites, you know, they got several flowers per stem and they're real fragrant. They bloom real early and they're easy to grow in containers of uh, soil or water. The rest of them take a little bit longer. And I'd go ahead, if you want to put them in pots, Sylvia, go ahead and do that. But put the pots outside, water them real good and just leave them outside. They will not freeze. If you want to put them in, in, in a, uh, some garden dirt, you can as soon as you can work it. But I just planted some yesterday, some plain old daffodils that I found in a sack in my office just yesterday. Wow. Okay. They look like onions. And so you plant this entire bulb in the pot under the dirt. That's right. If if you want to, if you want to put some in pots, you know, get you some, some pretty good potting soil and then, uh, you know, and, and then plant these things where the, the dirt is uh, two or three inches above them. They'll come up from way on down. So plant them closer to the bottom of the pot than the top. And let me give you one other tip. Go to a garden center and get you a pansy, just one pansy, and put it in the middle of that pot so you have something to look at till the bulbs bloom. Okay, sounds good. And how long will it take before they bloom? Well, it depends on what kind. There are a lot of different kinds, Sylvia. Uh, some bloom, you know, within three or four weeks. Most of the time they're going to bloom in late February, March, first part of April at the latest. Okay, so long as it's just not too late to put them in there and just put them outside. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your show. Don't forget the pansy. I will not. Goodbye. (laughs) I will not. Goodbye. Uh, Now let's go to Ernest and Raymond. Hey, Ernest, good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, I planted a uh, magnolia tree in Idaho about 17 years ago. Idaho? Yes, sir. Uh, Moscow, Idaho. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? (laughs) <laughs> and then that's what I'm calling about. I'm trying to see what's the likelihood of that tree still being alive. Whew. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, magnolias, there are some that will take a lot of cold. There's some. Did you did you take it up there from Mississippi? No, um, I actually bought it up there, and it was about seven feet tall at the time. And okay. We donated it to a nursing home. Okay, let me ask you this. Is this one of those like we have with the big green leaves? Is this kind of the pink flowers that blooms early in the spring? They have the big green leaves. Okay, there are some that 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 are winter hardy. You know that 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 they sell up in Ohio and places like that. So if they sold it up there, it's probably one of the varieties that will grow up there. Okay. But there's not a whole. There's not as much. There's not as much choice up there. Now this thing, some people call it uh, Japanese magnolias with the pretty pink flowers in the spring. They grow up in Canada. Oh, okay. But 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 our southern magnolia, the big uh, uh, glossy green leaves. Uh, let's just hope that we're selling the right variety, not just some gimmick. Okay, all right. Are you, are okay, you going? Oh wait, wait, are you going up there? Uh, I'm going back up there in a couple of years. So I was going to go to their nursing home to see if they were still alive. Well, listen, I didn't know whether they were. <laughs> listen, you're close enough. You know, find you a, a a craft store like Michaels or someplace like that. Get you some of those silk or plastic or, or, or artificial magnolia flowers. Take them with you. And then okay. even if the tree's not alive, you can wire them to it. Okay. All right. <laughs> See you, my friend. Be Stay warm. Thank you. All righty. Hey, Java, we getting some calls here. Oh, yeah. We we rocking and rolling. Okay. Anything I, that I hadn't said that you think I ought to say yet? Um, you, so you told him it's cold, so you you on point. I'm just trying to see, see if you're paying attention over there. <laughs> <laughs> First day with me. We're going to have some fun. We can go up to Greenwood now. Hey, William, is it snowing? Uh, no, it sure isn't. 
Selma. Uh, 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 I'm kind of looking forward to it, but then again, I'm, I don't like cold weather. But uh, uh, what, what I don't understand is uh, it, it seems like with everything that I try to grow is a struggle of uh, the flowers or vegetables. Uh, it seems like the weeds just always growing. But like when I try to grow uh, purple cone flower or, or zinnias or, or, or like uh, Indian paint grass, it just seems like they just struggle and they just have a hard time going. But the weeds just always are doing fine. I, I don't understand it. It's a... Maybe my dirt's not good. I don't know. Well, you know, the green, green. I'm from the Delta. Greenwood's got some good dirt. It's got some gumbo. You know, so it really depends on the luck of the draw, which one you've got. But we do have flowers that'll grow. Uh, the answer to your question about the weed, weeds are part of life. I mean, it's just like there's no way around it. The best gardeners I know spend as much time weeding as anything. Even me, if there's a if there's an easy way to control weeds. I would do it, but there's not. There's some pulling. There's some mulching. You know, when you first plant stuff and the dirt's real nice and fresh, you can pile leaves or bark or something on top, and that'll shade a lot of weed seeds out. But, man, when it comes to Bermuda grass and all sorts of stuff, weeds are just part of gardening. My my mother was from Indianola, and her secret was to grow flowers taller than the weeds. (laughs) <laughs> and it worked. But you're talking about purple coneflowers. You know, they're prairie plants. They grow like weeds all out in Kansas and Texas and Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, they're pretty easy to grow, and they'll compete pretty well with a lot of your other weeds if you just, you know, get the worst of the weeds under control maybe once a year. Have you ever tried to grow an Indian paintbrush? That's one thing I've been wanting to grow. But they they don't. The Indian paintbrushes and uh, and Texas blue bonnets really grow better in an alkaline soil like they have out there. We have more acidic soil. If you wanted to plant those, you could sow some seeds in the fall. They grow over the winter. They bloom in the spring, and then they'll set seed and die. So should I like that? Lime to the soil. Sweeten it up? That you you could you could, but you know you're already struggling growing stuff. Let's find something to grow in what you already got before we mess with what you got. I, I guess I'm like the cow across the road. It, it always looks better from the other side when I can grow, and I, I, I guess I need to appreciate more the Mississippi wildflowers. We have a lot of really cool stuff that grows mm-hmm. really, really well in the day. If you shoot me an email sometime, William, I'll send you a list of plants that that will grow taller than most weeds in the Delta. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Senator. Okay, and, and, and by the way, they look better across the street, but if you take your glasses off, they don't look so bad up close. <laughs> yeah, I do have one thing. It's like the fall sunflower. It grows a 20 feet tall. Just yeah, see, that's a native wildflower. They can't grow yeah. that. Where Indian paintbrushes grow, those things won't. So, as a heck with it. We got our own stuff. Hey, thank you, Senator. All right, appreciate you calling. We'll be rocking and rolling, folks. We'd like to mention again that the uh, Copan County Master Gardens are having a program on camellias this coming Monday night, starting at 6 o'clock at the Copan County Extension Office at the fairgrounds. It's going to be about camellias. And uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, you know talks this time of year in libraries and churches and master gardens and stuff like that. If you'd like to get me to come down and give you a yak sometime, shoot me an email. Or if you have something you'd like me to announce, something that's going on that you think other people would be interested in, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, and we're going to be talking about gardening right up to the end of the hour here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back to Horticulture's Fellow Rushing. Java, let me ask you something. Did you see my little truck when I brought it in? Oh, yeah. Nice and green. It's green. It is John Deere green. I mean, I know you're from the city and all, and I'm from a little small town, but John Deere Green is probably the most famous color on earth. And I've got all these little things planted in the back. See my little bottle? You know about bottle trees? I know about that ice you brought in, Weedy. <laughs> Matter of fact, it just turned this way. That ice melted and it just ran down my arm. It was cold. <laughs> but I grow stuff in the back of a pickup truck, and it's painted John Deere Green. I've been driving around. I had a lady. I was in a store the other day, and this lady came up. She's from Germany, and she moved here, and she said that she saw the truck in the parking lot and knew I was in there. She came in to talk to me about the program after seeing my truck. Well, I hope she's tuned in today. I hope so. Well, shout out to the lady from Germany uh, who, who listens. Uh, I do have a lot of little succulents, little miniature succulents planted in the back of this truck, a little miniature garden, garden tree, a bottle tree, and a little little gnome in the back, too. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> talking to this fellow who was just saying he had trouble growing weeds, I was actually planting weeds yesterday. Java, I'm the kind of guy I walk around and see something I like. I'm going to dig it up and take it home. Why would you plant weeds in your garden? Well, see, I don't have any grass. I'm a turf expert. I wrote the forward to a really good-selling lawn care thing. I don't have any grass in my yard. You know, your dad mows the grass. I got none. But I've got a big area that's covered with bark and all these daffodils and bulbs coming up. And, you know, they look okay. But I went around looking for the little wildflowers that, that your dad calls weeds. Okay. But to me, they're little small things like violets and I think called blue-eyed grass and, and uh, dandelions. I plant those in with my daffodils, and it looks like a meadow. All right. And it dies down in the spring. I cover it with mulch. I'm done with it for the year while your dad's out there trying to crank his mower. Yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> but anyway, I was doing that. I got my truck garden up and, and planted some wildflowers in my, my, uh, my little garden, and we're going to be talking about gardening right up to the end of the hour. Let's go down to Mobile. Hey, Mikey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you. Um, uh, hey, welcome Java. What a cool name. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. The Java Jive. Java Jive. Hey, yeah, Java Jive. No kidding. Um, what, I like it. I what, like can it. Um, this, and, and, what can we well, help you with this morning? I'm a bad uh, harmonica player, but I could join you with the saxophone and trombone yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay? we, we need to get back to gardening, though. What can I help you with, Mikey? Um, uh, Brazilian plume plant, containerized. Yep. Um, uh, currently next to the house, freezing and below freezing. Bring it in. Freeze, Bring freeze it in. In the next two two days. Bring it in. Um, uh, what I need is, uh, what, should I bring it inside? Well, and, you know, it's and, not. And, and, and for the longer term, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just to save your time, um, for the longer term, I would like to uh, put it into the ground. In a more of uh, an area that is, uh, this is hill. Okay, okay. That, let, 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 uh, let, more wet. let me cut to the chase. This is a tropical plant that if it freezes, it will die. So if you're going to plant in the ground, put it up against the house on the south side to protect it from any cold north winds, because that's where you most likely get the cold from, and be prepared to, to put a, a, a basket or a trash can or something like that over it just during the, 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 the frosty or freezy weather. Is All right. Be- should I transplant to a larger pot? 
pot. Uh, and I, vent dep- and then- depends on how big the plant is. All I'll say, the main concern right now is keep it from freezing, okay? And that's all we can do. All righty. Thank you so much. Okay, good luck, Mikey. Happy New Year. You too. Happy New Year. Thank you. Let's go to Port Gibson and talk to Linda. Hey, Linda, good morning. Hi. What's up? Yes, I sent you a copy of photos from the uh, Crystal Springs Garden Show 2016. Oh, that was fun. I went down there and took some pictures myself. What? Yeah, I sent you a picture of the uh, black uh, sapphire and uh, some uh, other types of plants. Uh-huh. Yes. I got a question. Uh, I visited somebody in Washington, D.C., and they had a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Uh, can you grow them here? Well, oddly, well, you can, but oddly enough, Venus flytrap are native to the Carolinas. You know, they actually grow in swampy areas, uh, you know, in low, low swampy areas, uh, and they'll take some cold weather. I've seen them growing in pots in Switzerland. So, you know, in Port Gibson, you may want to keep it in a, in a, in a nice size, a, a, a pot outside, but uh, freezing weather won't kill them. Okay, because, uh, we did the weirdest thing with this uh, this fly trap. Uh, we actually fed it crackers and cheese, and you can see the little. Well, okay, okay. I I wouldn't do that. Here's the way they did. These these plants grow in really poor wet soil, and what they do is they catch insects and things, and those insects die. And as they dissolve, their body dissolves. That's where they get their nutrients. They don't really eat like crackers and cheese. So yeah, he was he was having fun with it, but that's not. They, they can't live on crackers and cheese. But a fly, an ant, a beetle, yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Venus flytrap, the insect-eating, not crackers and cheese. Java, I told you about some of these calls I get. Yeah, I know it's my first day, but I'm I'm learning very, very quickly. Okay. You know, they're meat eaters. They don't, you know, meat, not crackers and cheese. These are not, these plants are not, what's the word? Um, Vegetarian? No, there's one even more beyond that. Vegan? Vegan. Yeah. (laughs) These are vegetable plants. Not vegan plants. <laughs> but anyway, let's have some fun. Now let's go down to Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Hey, Elise, good morning. Hey, Sheldon, good morning to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I have a question about transplanting an azalea, but if I could, I had a comment on the gentleman who was wondering about the magnolia tree. Okay. Well, I, there is a part of Idaho that's very temperate. It's a, like a microclimate. I've been up there. It's called the Palouse region. And so if he planted his um, magnolia there, it might still be alive. You know, that's a good point. Uh, I was in uh, uh, Zurich, Switzerland, and it's got a microclimate. And I saw crepe myrtles and magnolias growing there, but 50 miles in either direction, they freeze to death. So, you yeah. Know, this part of Idaho is real pretty, almost like the the temperate parts of Oregon. It okay. gets uh, weather from the Pacific. Anyway, uh, my azalea. Yeah. Um, it is about twenty years old, and it was planted to where now it's too close to another plant. Yeah. And it's kind of not been thriving for the last couple of years. So uh, how 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 old is it? You say probably about twenty years. Okay, it's going to be hard to move an azalea that's that old because okay. the roots that are close enough to the trunk you could dig are going to be really woody. Okay. It'd be better to cut it after it blooms, cut it back really really hard to just a foot or so tall, okay. and, let, and, and let it start back over again. 
Okay, so I just have to take my courage and do that, huh? It doesn't take courage. It takes pruning shears. <laughs> After it gets through blooming, you can cut them to a foot tall really? and then tip prune the new growth when it comes out so it gets bushy. And uh, this time next year, it'll be a nice little compact bush. I'll be thinking of you while I'm using this year, Phil. Okay, and your neighbor's going to talk bad about you, but uh, it's okay. So just as soon, it's blooming now. It's it's repeat bloomed or let's, early bloomed let's, or let's, something. Let's wait till springtime, then cut it back. Real, will not cut, hurt it to cut it back. Okay, thanks so much. Got a scoot. Thank you, All ma'am. Right. Okay, so Java, how'd it go? It went good in my eyes. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I'm just having fun over here. I'm glad to be inside. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was a little uh, wintry. It's funny. They don't say snow or hail. It's wintry precipitation. <laughs> that's their. That's the way of hedging their bets. <laughs> well, folks, we've had a good time. The Gestalt Garden is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We call it Think Radio. My producer is the laid-back Java Chapman, and our phone's greeter has been Kevin Farrell. I'm your host, Felder rushing, and I know it's pretty cold and wet outside, precipitation outside, so here's hoping your garden fares well and you're staying warm, dry, and safe. We're still way off in spring, but we are 43 seconds longer than we were daytime, longer than we were last Friday, so we're free-falling towards spring. Take a, take a walk. Um, go to a garden center. Take a kid to a garden center. Get them some paper white daffodils and grow inside. And if you see some weeds in other people's yards, transplant them to your place. Meanwhile, let's do what we always do best, folks. Between now and next week, let's go out and get dirty.